welcome to Strong Babe Collective. My name is Taylor Ray, and I'm here to help you build a life you love. Babe, if you are here, it means you are ready to step into the highest version of yourself. You are ready to unlock your potential, realize your worth, stop holding yourself back, and become who you were always destined to be. I'm here to help you understand that you already hold the key to all of these things within yourself. You just need to allow yourself to realize it. I want you to think of this podcast as your go-to for all things empowerment, mindset, manifesting, self-love, and so much more. All here to help you step into the highest version of you. If you are ready to ditch self-doubt, truly go for what you want, manifest a reality of your wildest dreams and build a life you love, then babe, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Strong Babe Collective. Now let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, gorgeous babe, to another episode of the Strong Babe Collective podcast. I am so excited to have you here for another episode, and I'm incredibly excited because I have a very special guest here with me today on the show, and I'm really happy to bring her to your ears. Her name is Kimberly Borges, Borges like gorgeous, This <laughs> absolutely incredible babe who I have been very blessed to connect with over time. She is a transformational brand coach who is all about empowering women to level up for more impact, wealth, and confidence. Girl, I am so excited to have you on the show. Welcome. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. It's nice to, um, this is like coming full circle since we interviewed you on our podcast. And I know. <laughs> We've just really like filled the circle right in now. Come all yeah. the way around. <laughs> yeah. So good. So babe, you know, I love everything about you and I'm so excited to connect with you and just talk to you on the daily really. Um, and so it makes me really happy to have you on the show and to connect you to all of our strong babes that are listening. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Well, like you said, I'm a transformational brand coach. So, um, that's what I do on a regular, like, I guess that would be like my job, but I am as a person, um, I love dogs and snuggling with my dog. Um, (laughs) I'm a coffee addict. I, I'm all about telling stories. I'm all about, um, helping women find their voice and turning, turning all of our experiences and our struggles and our pain um, into something that's more meaningful and into something that can help us change the world. So that's my big mission in life. I love that. I think that that is so amazing and so important, like helping babes to realize why they're here and how to shine their light and really helping them connect obviously to their authentic truth and, you know, how they are here to show up in the world. So that's, Amazing. (laughs) Good on you, babe. That's so great. Can you tell us a little bit about how that all started for you? Like, where did that journey begin? Like, how did that become something that was so important to you? Yeah, um, that started because I, I mean, where do we, where do you want to go with this? Because I could go so many places. You want to go like, like, (laughs) (laughs) you go wherever it is calling you. (laughs) 
Take um, me back to the beginning. Take me back to how it all started. Tell us yeah. your story because I feel like when you sort of start with your story, it becomes so clear about your transformation and then how it sort of just like fuels into exactly what you're doing now. Yeah. So I grew up in Hawaii. Uh, I grew up in a very, very strict household with a dad that, um, well, he was my stepdad, but he adopted me. And um, he, so I grew up with my stepdad as my dad and he was incredibly strict and I had no freedom uh, and, and not like a normal kind of strict, like a, this is weird. <laughs> like he was, this isn't normal. I uh, like tape recorders in my closet, a wire tap on the phone. I had to wear, you know, a school uniform to a, a, you know, a regular school that you could wear regular clothes to, but I had to wear like a private school girl uniform to school. It was just like a, a strange environment to grow up in. And a lot of the principles, the, the lessons about who, through his rules, these lessons that I was taught about who I was and what I was allowed to be and not be you know, played out in my teenagers, in my adulthood. So, you know, I was just taught directly and indirectly that my voice didn't matter, that what I wanted didn't matter, that I had to be obedient and I had to fill the mold of, you know, this ideal that my dad thought would make a a, what's a good daughter uh, and human being out in the world. He did not teach me well, I would say he indirectly taught me how to find my voice because I was, because of his rules, I became incredibly rebellious uh, to, a, to my own detriment, but it was the only way that I knew how to come up for air and to breathe. So I, you know, in my teenage years, rebelled a lot. I took the par party route. I did a lot of drugs. I ran away from home. I ran away from home a lot. And because my dad was so strict, he wanted to punish me and, and make sure I knew the rules. So he always had me arrested or both my parents, my mom and my dad had me arrested. I would get sent away to, uh, I don't know what you call it in Australia, but we call it like juvie here. So like yeah. a, a kid, a kid prison essentially. <laughs> so I was like in and out of that. Um, the last time, so it was my senior year of high school. I was sentenced to a maximum security facility for you. And I was, I was 16. I was about to turn 17 and I was sentenced until I was 18. Oh uh, and luckily for me, so what the, you know, my worst offense at that time was that I was a runaway. Like I wasn't in a gang. I wasn't no. doing any kind of like a violent type of crimes, but my dad really pushed for this, you know, really harsh kind of punishment. Mm. So I didn't belong in that place. I was not, I was way no. out. Like I was, I was just, I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> um, I somehow managed to never get into a fight, but you know, there was lots of violence in there. There were a lot of things I saw in there, like riots and just kids really who had no outlet of expression mm -hmm. uh, and were in a lot of pain. And so that manifested, you know, outside of themselves and causing physical pain. I clearly did not belong in there. And so luckily there was uh, some therapist or psychologist that ran a, like a behavioral type of like therapy program that 
came and interviewed me and selected me and they thought I was a good fit for this program. So I luckily only had to spend maybe like four ish months in there. Uh, even though I was sentenced until I was 18, I was like, to go to this program, the court, you know, they were like court approved or, or mm-hmm. whatnot. So I was able to go. So that's kind of like where a lot of my drive and fuel and passion for girls and women to be able to use their voice and to say that they don't want something or they do want something or they like it this way or they don't like it that way comes from my upbringing and with my dad. Mm. You know, there's been many more evolutions throughout my life. My twenties were a cycle of, you know, doing really well and then self-sabotaging because there were these stories Mm -hmm. happening in the background in my subconscious about who I was and what I could and couldn't do and what I was worth and where Mm -hmm. I found my validation and searching for love and outside of myself and all of that. So lots of uh, cycles of self-sabotage and learning and growing and sabotaging and learning and growing and sabotaging (laughs) over and over and over again. Um, And then in my late 20s, I, I really had the, I think just like a quantum leap of self-development and evolution through a really painful breakup. Mm -hmm. And really, it was a breakup that just had me floored at the end of it because I completely lost myself in it and had no idea who I was without the, without that relationship and without that person there, which was like the best thing that could have ever happened to me. <laughs> and I know that if, if any of your listeners are listening and they are having like a hard time or there's a situation like I, people probably get annoyed with me. I'm like, this is great news. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know you don't know me right now, but this is so good. You're going to look yeah. back and you're going to be like, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, you know, these things happen, these obstacles are placed in our path to teach us something because we're missing something, right? Yes. Like there's the the idea that there's a feather, a brick, and then the Mack truck. And so yeah. for me, for me, you know, uh, and for anyone listening that doesn't know what I'm talking about. So it's like, you're on the wrong path. You're out of alignment. You're not paying attention to something that you need to be paying attention to. So the universe sends first, just a really nice little reminder, little feather. It's like here, like, yeah. I'm going to tickle, tickle your nose, like pay attention. <laughs> and if you ignore that, then the universe sends a brick and it kind of hurts a little bit and it smacks you. But if you ignore that, then what comes next is the Mac truck. And for me, that really was the, the relationship. It took me about two years to even feel normal, like just a baseline normal again. Like I really uh, just spiraled out and just could barely function, couldn't get out of bed. Just, I don't, I somehow you know, got into during that two year period was accepted into a university program. I hadn't finished college the first time I went and I decided to go back and get my degree and somehow was accepted to this like really, really competitive business program. And I somehow managed to like do that and keep that up. But I, I was empty inside and I was mm. like, just had no joy and I wanted to find joy. And, and that the wanting of the joy and not having of the joy also created its own um, contrast within my life that, you know, some was something else that I had to work through was being okay mm-hmm. with, you know, where I was and accepting that that was just the place that I was in and that things were going to get better. But yeah, so that, uh, you know, that program that I got accepted into the, the university program for business and accounting 
was also not quite the right fit. It was, you know, the best I knew how to do at that time. I knew I wanted more. I knew I wanted to accomplish something. I knew I wanted to live a different life. And I looked around at the people in my life and said, okay, what are they doing? Like I, there's something about them that I like. There's something about their life that I like. What are they doing? And it was this, you know, societal formula that we're all fed. Like you go to college, you get the good secure job, you, you know, find the partner, you get married, you get the white, the house and the white picket fence. And you do all of these like quote, you guys can't see me, but these normal (laughs) things to, um, Uh, to have find happiness and so that was what I was going for so this really competitive prestigious university uh this program that was really hard to get into I got into and I hated it the entire Mm. time and if Mm. and if you know anybody that knew me they were like you're gonna become a CPA and an accountant like that's (laughs) weird (laughs) like it was just like so not like me but I was like like I was like no this it's prestigious. Like I wasn't saying this, but this was going to bring yeah. me status. Yeah. This was like, you know, people, at, and it's true. People looked at me differently when I said, Oh, I'm in, you know, this university, uh, this program mm. and people like immediately, like they, I could see it on their face that yeah. they just thought I was super smart. I mean, I mm. am really smart, you know, but I was, just yes, smart. It. <laughs> yeah. I was just as smart, intelligent, as I was when I was working in a restaurant, like I was like, I was the same person, but the way that people viewed me perceived you was different. And that made me feel better about myself. Mm. Um, And so that was really, you know, I went through that program. I did the whole thing. I graduated and I am, I don't regret doing that because that was the first time I set a really high way out of my reach goal Mm. and accomplished it and, and stuck to it. And so I'm really glad that I did do it. It taught me a lot, but it was not the right path for me. So right when I was graduating, I already had the job lined up at the fancy firm and, you know, was prepping myself, (laughs) prepping myself to work those 60 hour weeks and all that. Uh, I had this idea for a statement t-shirt company and it was, I, you know, I knew the names called Moxie the label and Moxie was a word that had always stuck out to me and resonated with me. It means, you know, character and grit and determination and strength. And so Moxie the label was the name. And mm-hmm. I just thought I would do this like as like a fun side thing at first. I immediately hired a business coach. Uh, and then I worked for about six months at my firm and I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, you no know, one's surprised, probably. <laughs> it wasn't the worst thing. It was a. It was pretty. As far as the types of places that I could work, it was the best of the best uh, for my needs and what I wanted. Uh, but who I was deep down in my soul, I was just. I was not happy inside. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I, I actually had plans of this, um, a month in Bali and this was last September. And so I worked in six months at the firm and then I was set to officially start my like official job at the end of October and the month of month of September, I was going to be in Bali for the whole month. And I went to Bali and I, while, the, while I was there, I was like, I can't, 
I can't come, I can't go back. I did a lot <laughs> of soul work. I did a lot of healing and just letting yeah. go of the mask that I was wearing and yeah. this need for external validation mm -hmm. at the cost of my own joy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was sacrificing. I was sacrificing what brought me joy just so that I could have people look at me differently. Mm, which I think, honestly, I don't know about like people listening, but I've been through that myself and that just hits home so hard. Like hearing that, yeah. I not like I know there's so many people who go through life pretty much just going, okay, well, I'll do this because that makes me look good. And that's how I want people to perceive me and worrying so much more about what other people think of them rather than what they think of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's easy to see how that happens because mm. every, every like external, I mean, all the messages, all the signals we get from society, we just don't talk nearly enough mm. about how to make your own self happy. Yeah. How to be in alignment, how to go against the grain, how yep. to just do whatever makes you feel good. Like, exactly. why don't we talk about exactly. <laughs> doing the stuff that makes you feel good? Why yeah. are we all yeah. about like hustling, grinding, pushing, and, and like achieve, 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 achieve? Yeah. And like, such I a focus on like what you said, like with having like tick the boxes and like the white picket fence and like go through your life, like making sure that you're like not missing out on anything, like really just follow those rules and like no room for like, wait a sec, like this doesn't suit me and this isn't my self-expression and this doesn't resonate with me and I don't feel aligned with this. And that's why I love like obviously doing this podcast and everything that you're about is like actually like calling it out and just being like, no, like actually life doesn't have to be like that. Like stand up, put your hand up, <laughs> you know, just find your light, do what you want to do and don't feel like you have to fit into this mold. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was there. I had, I was at a crossroads in Bali and I said, I can't, I know people are going to think I'm crazy. I know it. I know I look crazy, <laughs> I, but I can't. I, and the thing that I think it really, one thing that tipped the scale for me in a massive way was that my body was physically feeling better. Mm. What I thought was normal, what I thought was just the way my body felt as I was beginning to heal and release pain and release trauma in my actual body. Yeah. And I was like, you mean my body's not supposed to feel like shit all the time? <laughs> like, Surprise. <laughs> and I was able to actually cure like this pain. Like I had been struggling for a few years with a sciatic nerve pain in my right hip and you know working through through college i i you know worked in a restaurant a lot and i just thought well this is i'm having this pain because i just work in a restaurant and i you know walk all night long and i hold like a tray with like glasses on it or whatever and I just thought, well, that's just the way that my body is. Mm. Uh, but I hadn't worked at a restaurant for a really long time at, the, at this <laughs> point. Like I, had, I had actually stopped and I was working at a firm and my body was still in so much pain. Yeah. And then actually while I was working at the CPA firm, I had a whole bunch of other physical like pain slur up. Like I had to put my arm, my, my left shoulder was just like, so I don't even know what was wrong with it. I ended up wearing 
wearing a sling. Like I just couldn't oh. hold my arm up. Like there was just like a shooting pain. And I go to Bali and I do all of this soul work, this inner work. Uh, and then I did cranial sacral therapy, which I don't know if you know what that is, but it just, it works with, um, releasing trauma from your actual nervous system. So I could, yeah, I could get really nerdy and into healing trauma. Um, I'll just give you the basics of it. So there's this author and, uh, like main trauma researcher. His name is Peter A. Levine and he wrote a lot of books. The one book that I read was called, I think it was just called Healing Trauma. And mm. I had, before I read this book, I had no idea the effects that trauma actually has on our body down to our cells. Mm. Oh, and yeah. He talks about how every other mammal in you know the animal kingdom, when they go through something that's traumatic, they have a process that their body physically releases all of the adrenaline, all of the, the mm -hmm. chemicals, the hormones that are like, yeah. you know, circulating, circulating throughout their bodies in the yeah. midst of trauma. They have a process that releases it. So if you, there's like a deer or something that, you know, was going to be an antelope or something that was going to be eaten by a lion and mm. then somehow gets away, the antelope will go through this process of like literally shaking it out of the nervous system. So it just, yeah. it shakes. And it I've seen that before. Yeah. 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 And so that's their process of releasing it. Human mm. beings don't have a natural automated triggered process to release no. the adrenaline. Yeah, that happens when we go through something traumatic, whether it's a huge traumatic event, like you were in a car accident, or it's a traumatic event, like you were nine years old and you fell out of a tree. Like that's a traumatic yeah. event. Yeah. Your, your body, because you haven't released it, it stores that adrenaline and all of those, uh, you know, just chemicals in your nervous system. And so mm -hmm. you are triggered by outside factors and things that remind you of the trauma unbeknownst to your conscious mind. So it happens mm. in the background. And yeah. so when we go through like anxiety or we are stressed out, things happen in our body that are that's totally outside of our control. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I know this is like, oh, a uh, tangent. Into no, it's amazing. But <laughs> <laughs> so craniosacral therapy uh, takes the plates of your brain and this doctor, I'm forgetting his name, that created, that discovered craniosacral therapy, noticed that the plates of our brains, of our skull, not our brain, our skull, move and kind of are like the plates of the earth in that yeah. they kind of fit like pieces. And so... I don't know exactly how, uh, and I won't get super into it. Basically you can like tap on certain pressure points on your skull yes, that yes. taps into, um, your nervous system that allows the trauma to release and kind of in the same way that the antelope shakes out yeah. all of that trauma. So I did that in Bali and it was one of the craziest experiences I've ever had. And I actually went through that like shaking process oh and it gosh. was all, it was all rooted in and, and stemming from my right hip, which I didn't oh. even say anything to this doctor that was doing this. And it was like a muscle spasm, just like waves of a muscle spasm from my right hip. And I had the, that sciatic nerve problem for probably about three years. Mm. I have not, this was last year in September, not a <gasps> single 
pain, day of pain, like anything since then. And so while I was in Bali and that happened and I was like thinking about what I was going to do when I came back, I was like, my pain hip is gone. I cannot, my pain hip. (laughs) I can't put myself back through the trauma. Like I know what my body can feel like now that I exactly released it. And now that I'm being really authentic and I'm in alignment, I cannot go back to that environment that makes me feel suffocated Mm. and is not something that I feel is meaningful. And so yeah, sorry. There were lots of lots of stories in that story. <laughs> that was amazing. That's essentially, how I quit my job as a soon-to-be CPA, uh, an accountant, and launched my business, Mocks the Label with the Statement T-shirts. And then from that, I had a lot of people coming to me asking me for advice and help on branding and on business and launching. Yep. And so that started my second business, which is my brand coaching business, where I have an academy. I've also just launched a new uh, four-week intensive for branding business for new entrepreneurs. So amazing. Yeah, that that brings us to today. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end. <laughs> pretty much, I feel like you pretty much just like went through everything and I didn't really need to say anything. <laughs> you hosted your own episode. Well done. <laughs> that was <Okay>. incredible, <laughs> honestly. And Oh, so many things like through that whole story. I was like, oh, that and that. And oh my God, I feel you on that. Like so many things. I know whoever's listening right now, all my babes will be feeling the exact same way because that story was incredible. Oh, honestly, like even just going back like through your whole life and just starting like, I won't go all the way back and like work through every bit because we'll be here the entire day. But even just talking about having the controlling presence of your dad in your life um, and feeling suffocated by that sort of um, presence and somebody who was just so controlling and trying to hold you back. um, Not something that I've ever talked about really at all on my social media or my podcast. And it is something that I will delve into in the future. Um, But I feel you on that because I have a very similar relationship with my dad growing up. And it is a, is real difficult, especially as a young girl. And, you know, you sort of, you sort of go through life. And I always had that sort of like picture, like, you know, you, you should, your dad should be the person that you can like rely on and that like props you up and everything like that. But, you know, to go through life where that isn't the case and you are dealing with someone who is like either really narcissistic or really repressing and sort of just like, hold you back from being able to be who it is that you're meant to be and does everything possible to shut you down and to keep you small. Um, I really feel you on that. And I know that there'll be listeners who, whether it's like a dad figure, a friend figure, a boyfriend figure, a partner figure, girlfriend figure, anything will understand that feeling. Um, and I think to sort of hear that you've, you came through that. And yes, obviously along the way, there were like so many like ups and downs and things that you went through. Um, but all of that has crafted you into who you are today. And that's fucking epic. Like <laughs> I, honestly, like I, I say this all the time on the podcast that, you know, everything that you go through in life, it happens for a reason. Like you are exactly where you were meant to be always like whether or not it feels like shit at the time. And it's like the world's hardest thing to go through. It is yeah. so meant to happen for you and it's, it's never happening to you. It is always happening for you, whether it's to help nudge you in a different direction, yeah. to help you grow, to help you evolve or to help you become someone that can then help someone else. 
amazing and I think when you can start to see and I know that sometimes it takes actually going through that sort of thing in your own life to be able to look back and be like hey now I get it like at the time it's difficult to see but to hear stories like yours for anybody who is going through something that's really difficult right now it's so um, inspiring and like motivating to hear because it's like, okay, actually wait, maybe I can look at this in a different way and can see why this is happening for me. And, you know, I, I know that I can look forward to coming out the other side and pretty much having transformed coming out the other side. So yeah, that is honestly amazing. And obviously that ties in so well with what you do, um, being a transformational brand coach. And I love that whole title. It's so specific and, you know, it's not just about branding or just about starting a business. It's about women who want to show up because they have a purpose. Like they have been through something they've transformed and now they're here to help others. And I think that that's amazing. And I guess let's like dive into that a little bit more about obviously like I can see like why it's so important to you, but tell us in your words, like why is it so important to you to help other people, other women to come through their own journeys and then be able to share that light with others? You know, um, because I'm going to say something that, that uh, might be a little difficult for your listeners to hear. <laughs> if you if you're, if you're listening to this and you have a dream and you have a goal and you have aspirations and you are not doing anything about it, you are being an asshole. <laughs> Plain and simple. And I say that with love and I say that with compassion. But the reason why you're being an asshole is because you have been given this gift for a reason. You have these specific gifts and you have gone through what you have gone through to be able to help the next person, to be able to reach your hand and grab the next girl behind you and say, here, let me help you up. And if you are not using those gifts, you are being selfish. And what I really want to inspire women to do is to get the courage to reach their hand out and say, let me help you up. Let me show you the way. Because I think at the end of the day, whether your thing is, uh, you know, teaching girls and women about the power of their thoughts and manifestation, or whether it's health coaching or whether it's business coaching, like what we are ultimately all doing, although it looks like we're using different tools is that we're just making the world a better place. And we're showing people how to, how to love more, how to love deeper, how to be more open and be more compassionate and to change the world. So that, you know, what I say for my business is that I want to help you turn your story into a brand that changes our world um, and your world. So it's, it's not just about us. It's about the people that we can help. And if we are just sitting on the gifts that we've been given, I, I just, I want to, I want to inspire you to, to mm. not sit on that and to, to use the experience and the pain, the struggle, all of the lessons to make this world a better place. Oh, I've goosebumps <laughs> <So> <laughs> times through that. Like it's like a tingle went up my spine. Like <laughs> honestly, that, that just nails it in one. And I love the visual of like the metaphor of like reach your hand back and pull the next babe along with you. Like, yeah, that just honestly speaks to my soul so much. And I'm so with you. Like I truly believe like if you have something that like 
you've been through or that sets your soul alight or that you you just are so passionate about because like you've been there and you know exactly what it's like and you know how to come out the other side or you've just got something that's so important to you like it's your obligation to share it and mm. not for the sake of fame or fortune or anything like that but because that is what you were put here to do no matter mm. what like in, in any regard, and it doesn't mean like expecting to sort of like show up on social media and gain millions of followers and do it for that reason or anything like that. It's like yeah. you put your voice out there and you share your story and you share what you're going through and you don't be afraid to go for it um, and to put yourself out there. If you help one person along the way, you mm-hmm. have literally showed up and done your life's work because in, in helping that one person, like that one person can help one other person and then the cycle just goes on and on it's like that movie pay it forward which is like decades old with like Haley Joel Osment if you ever saw it but it's like it's kind of like a scaled up version of that so it's like you know pay it forward it's like you know just try and like do three nice things for people and then those three people do three nice things for three other people like and it sort of just branches out like that and if you can put yourself out there and share your voice like your voice has the power to affect one or one million people like you don't know who it's going to reach so letting go of that fear of, of stepping up and putting yourself out there is so important. And it's definitely something that I encourage babes everywhere to do, because like you said, if you're not doing it, like, like what a shame, <laughs> like what, a, what a shame if your light's not being shined. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's about connecting to, to understanding that it's bigger than just us. Yeah. And, and that's not to say that we don't deserve, you know, the success or the wealth or that, mm-hmm. you know, we're just going to be uh, completely, I don't know, you know, we're not all going to be like Mother Teresa's and, you know, give up all of our worldly goods. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's just that that kind of wealth can come through impact, that the oh. income yeah. expands as the impact expands. And so yeah. the more that you focus on the impact and how you can actually change people's lives, mm-hmm. the rest just follows. It, de- it definitely does. And that's, that all links in so well with like living an abundant life. And I know a lot of the time people think abundance money like straight away and I'm so with you in terms of like it doesn't mean like give up on that and don't think that you don't deserve that because definitely another topic for a different episode but like money like that's the energy exchange of our world and everything that you do obviously deserves like an equal energy exchange back so Mm, 100% like not saying that that you're not worthy of that or anything like that but that isn't at the forefront of your mind when you are putting your voice out there and just showing up and sharing it and just with the intention of just impacting and that in itself like I said like brings about such an abundant life like such a fulfilled life a life filled with joy with purpose you know you are stepping up and doing what you are supposed to do here and I don't think anything can rival that in terms of actually what it means to feel abundant yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree oh I love it I could talk about this forever (laughs) I know um recently you talked about fear on your Instagram and how it was nothing but something that is keeping you safe no matter what type Mm. of fear it is so like fear of failure fear of judgment fear of rejection I wanted to dive into that because I think that that ties in really well with what we're just talking about about not being afraid to like to step up and to go for what you want in this life and to put your hand up or to share your voice and things like that so um I'd love for you to sort of like expand on that a little bit in terms of your approach to fear and when 
things feel a little bit scary or you feel a little bit fearful, how you combat that? Oh, great question. So I think that the post you're referring to, I was talking about excuses Mm. and what I think that there's a difference between, or I know that there's a difference between the reason somebody gives why they're not taking action and why they're not using their voice or telling their story uh, and what's actually going on. So the excuse starts with like, I don't have time. I don't have money. I can't do this because of my boss or my mom or my partner or my kid. Uh, and that's actually not what is the reason Yeah, we really dig beneath the layers there and we really get down to the heart of it. It's a lack of the excuse is because there's a lack of intimacy with what is actually going on beneath the surface and in your heart and in your mind. And what's actually going on is that there is a fear there. So it's really easy to say, well, I don't have time to do this Mm -hmm. right now. Um, And what, you know, that that's the easy thing to say, but what's really going on is, but what if people judge me? Or what if I, what if I fail? What if, what if like, nobody cares or what if people say something bad about me so that's the fear and i think that this getting over the fear goes back to what i was just saying about making it something bigger than ourselves so the number one question i'm asked all of the time is how 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 do you tell your story and they're not asking me like how do you take somebody through an experience of beginning, middle, and end of a story. They're asking me, how do you find the courage to do it? How do you find the words? How do you put yourself Mm. out there? Yeah. And I recently finally was able to put words to what it is that I do. And Mm. it's that I made it a necessity, which means that I made it something bigger than just me. And like we were just saying, it's not just about money. If money were the only thing, if money is the only thing that drives you, we would give up because, because it just doesn't, it just, money is not a great motivator. Like human beings, you know, we think that we are, I think that there's a misconception about how driven by money human beings actually are. I think Mm -hmm. that money is easy to go after pretty strongly in the beginning, but Mm -hmm. to consistently sustain that and and over the long haul and long-term money is not a great motivator. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, there's like tons of like studies on this as far as like corporate uh, job culture, like what makes people stay and what make, you know, what makes a good job and a bad job. And, you know, money is like pretty actually low. Like people have to find meaning in their job. Mm. And so being able to find meaning in telling my story and telling my story is now part of my job. I created, I literally created a job around telling my story, you know, <laughs> like, um, it's like the best, the best job that there can possibly be for me. Um, mm. And so t- finding meaning in my job means that I think about who who needs me and who yeah. needs my story and I think about the transformation and I always bring it back to my why. And so it's really uh I think it's it's a little bit difficult for me to put exactly into words how that process for me works, but I think at this point it's it's a habit because I've just built in so many tools 
that keep me in alignment with my purpose, with my mission, with my why, that when fears come up, I just, I just work the process, which is, mm -hmm. you know, my life of filling myself up, of getting into alignment, which, you know, is like meditation. It's creating spaciousness in my life. It's um, visualizations. It's, it's doing work that I find meaningful. It's making connections. It's finding gratitude yeah. and doing that as a part of, it's like the making the, uh, like weaving a fabric, right? It's just like mm -hmm. what my entire life is that I'm not just out there without a life raft and then all of a sudden this fear comes along and I have no idea what to do with it. Mm -hmm. When you become an entrepreneur or when you start to tell your story, you have to start to build in the practices that will allow you to keep that up. And yeah. it's not just about selling a, a book or, mm -hmm. you know, finding followers on Instagram. It's about creating a life. Yeah. And if you really want this to be your life, if you really want this to be, uh, you know, if you really want to accomplish these goals and these dreams, you have to change the entire way that you think and mm. understanding that fear is a part of the process. Yeah. Fear, fear isn't something that just happens to those that lose the game or are failures. Mm. Fear is something that happens to everybody. And it's what we do with that fear that determines, you know, our, our success and our impact on the world. Yes. That's amazing. And what a, a great like last sentence, like, like hear that one, like the way that you deal with your fear is what defines your life. It's what defines your impact. And you can choose to listen to your fear and let it hold you back. Or you can choose to hear your fear and acknowledge it and thank it for showing up and trying to keep you safe. But choose not to align with it and not to identify with that and push forward anyway. And I think that you're so right in like, everyone thinks like, oh, fear must just be, you know, in failure and things like that. But it's like, no, like fear is there the, the whole way. Like we're humans, we have ego. It is going to keep stepping up and popping up every step of the way. And often the stronger that you get and the more you connect to your intention and your purpose and find that alignment, like it's got sneaky ways of <laughs> I read somewhere the other day, someone said it's like fear is like that person that sort of like sneaks into a party in a disguise and like hopes <laughs> nobody's going to notice it. But when you start to really, you know, get intentional about your life and know what you're here for, no matter what, that's when you can like so easily identify it and rip that disguise mask off and actually go like expose it and go, look, I know that this is just fear again, just showing up in a different mask. I don't need it. I choose, I don't choose fear and choose something else and move forward anyway. So yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. You know, what just came up for me when you were talking about the, the fear showing up in the party is is actually one thing that I do uh, as a part of a, my practice and my habit is that when fear does show up for me, I ask it who it is. And that fear is always a former version of myself that was hurt. So if I am, I'm just making this up, but if I was afraid of, you know, posting something because I thought, well, maybe people aren't going to accept me or they're not going to like me. So maybe I shouldn't say this thing. Then I ask myself, well, wh who are you? Where, where, what version of me are you? And then, you know, it might be 
my 13 year old version of myself that's feeling really vulnerable and scared because she was kicked out of her friend group, you know, or, you know, it's always a former version of ourself. And so for me, not necessarily looking at my fear, like it's the enemy, but saying, you're a hurt version of me here. Let me comfort you. And like, just Mm -hmm. know that, you know, you don't have to be in pain anymore and I'm in the driver's seat and you can just sit down and relax and I don't know, go sit on, go drink a Mai Tai on the beach, like just chill out, have fun. I'm in the driver's seat and you know, I'll take care of you. So just understanding that those are former versions of us that just need a little, a little love and a little comfort in that moment. And they're just feeling scared because they were hurt before. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's really, really good. I think that's amazing advice because it, it teaches you not to resent that, that thing that shows up or that side of you, but instead to accept it and to give it that love that it obviously needs and to be like, yep, that's part of me. It's not necessarily the part that I'm going to let take control and drive us in whatever direction it wants to go, but it's along for the ride and that's cool. And I'm going to support it and give it the exact love that it needs. So That's amazing. I love that. Oh gosh. Amazing. (laughs) So many nuggets in here. Um, all right, babe. Well, as you know, like strong babe collective is all about mindset. It's about manifestation and empowerment. And just to sort of finish us off and wrap it all up, I would just love if there was like one piece of advice you could give to our babes listening now that sort of encompasses one of those elements, whatever you identify with most, that's really going to like help to empower our babes to just rise to the best versions of themselves. Uh, One piece of advice about empowerment mindset or manifestation. Is that, is that the question? Mm, The best thing, the little nugget that you can leave us that's going to help to empower the gals. (laughs) Yeah. What's coming to mind is that, everything that you need is already inside of you. Mm. And I know that sometimes it might not feel like it. And you're like, you are just full of it. (laughs) Like (laughs) someone else give me the answers, but I guarantee you that you always have the answer. Sometimes we need help uh, to help have somebody help us find the answers within ourselves, but it's already there. Yeah, Like we are connected to the divine. We are a, an extension of source energy and love and everything that we look at outside of ourselves that we think, I wish I could be like that. Or I wish I could have that. That's already in us. And we just need to connect to that. Yes. I know that. Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, couldn't have said it better. That was amazing. Thank you, hon. Honestly, thank you so much. There has been, like I said, so many amazing gems in here that I have loved talking to you about and loved uncovering. And I learned things about you that I didn't even know. And (laughs) so many like amazing takeaways that like if you allow them to actually sink in and to have the impact. And I know that if you are listening to this episode, there's a reason that you have heard this episode today. There's a reason that you've come on here with me and with Kimberly and you've heard this today. And I, I just know like, like letting those things sink in has the impact to change everything if you allow it. So Kimberly Hun, thank you so much for coming on the show. <laughs> it has been amazing. <laughs> I feel like we could do several follow-up shows because there was yeah. so many yeah. times <laughs> we could have gone on there. But yeah, that was amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Um, before we do go, please let us know where um, our listeners can connect with you. Where can they find you? Yeah, uh, I love Instagram. So you can find me at the Kimberly Borges on Instagram. Uh, or you can find me on Facebook. I also have a really, if you are a business builder, entrepreneur, and you want to launch a business and you want to do it from a heart centered place, then you can join my free Facebook group called So She Did. Uh, so yeah, I'm mostly hanging out in those two spots and thank you for having me. I feel so honored to, to be your second interview. (laughs) Honestly, so exciting. And it has been an honor on my end as well. So thank you so much. Um, that is it, my loves. I hope you have enjoyed this episode with gorgeous Kimberly. If you did definitely let us know by leaving a review on iTunes, or you can screenshot this episode now and tag us at strong babe collective and at the Kimberly Borges in your Instagram stories. I love you. I appreciate you. And I'll catch you babes in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much, babe, for allowing me to be a part of your day and for listening to today's episode. I appreciate you so, so much, and I am so grateful to be able to help you to realize the infinite power you hold within yourself to build a life you love. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to let me know by leaving a review on iTunes. I absolutely love connecting with you on Facebook and Instagram as well. So if you're not following me over there already, be sure to come and get a little more Strong Babe inspo by searching at Strong Babe Collective or by heading to my website, strongbabecollective.com. While you're there, make sure you sign up for my Dear Strong Babe letters, daily doses of inbox love delivered straight from me to you. Sending you so much love, babe, and I'm already looking forward to talking to you in the next episode. Until then, go and build a life you love.